0: State, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. The triangle
1: formation of the near side, J.D.'s foot out left. They look left, back to throw is Adrian. He could step up and he's going to try to run for the pylon, he's to the five, he lays out, he's in! That's a two-point play for Nebraska, and they tied this game in Champagne at 35
0: apiece. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin.
1: Not sure how to start this, other than to say that we don't live in the same world today as we did 48 hours ago. Welcome to, I don't know how else to say it, but a somber sports nightly tonight. Greg Sharp, Ben McLaughlin, with you. We uh, we are yeah, we're in a different world today than we were with all the cancellations and really the sports world shut down for we don't know how long we know the collegiate season is over this is it the ncaa has has wiped off all the championships for the spring sports they have canceled march madness and so as far as the ncaa is concerned with their release from a couple of hours ago college sports is done until august when the next school year rolls around when you'll start getting on the soccer pitch the cross-country courses and obviously the football fields to begin next year it is a It's a dark day, but a day that you hope uh, leads to some good things and that we can get this virus under control and uh, get back to a sense of normalcy. But it's going to be far from normal for the foreseeable future, even with the professional leagues shutting down. And, Ben, it's just uh, it's amazing how how much the world that we live in, and that's the sports world, has changed in just the last 48 hours.
2: This is a historic day. This is a day that we're all going to talk about forever. Um. This is a remember where I was moment. Um, there are so many conversations to have about what's happened in the last twenty four hours, um. And I don't know that we've even thought about what those conversations are yet. Um, I think right now, you know, my first thought, and and I don't even know that it's a coherent thought is you know i've spent the better part of two hours just literally trying to process what is happening and what is not happening um the idea that i went to bed last night um well i guess before i got into bed last night things started getting crazy about 10 30, 11 o'clock but getting ready i spent yesterday preparing to call four games in Wichita, I was looking at recent trends of the shocker offense, I was looking at how they need to rally from, um, they blew an eight-run lead against Louisiana Tech, and here I am now, sitting in our meeting room, uh, having this conversation with you, after we turned our car around, after making it not even a third of the way to Wichita today, talking about how the baseball season's over. The basketball season's over. The NBA season is very much in limbo. The NHL season, uh, the NASCAR races. I mean, everything, our, I mean, our world was just taken away from us. And and this isn't even talking about the main issue, which is the actual virus. This is just kind of the, the residual effect of it. And I guess, you know, the first, the first thing that comes to mind about this whole thing, and it seems so silly now, is I remember talking to Joe Acker, Nebraska senior center fielder, um, the day before they left for Waco, just about being a senior, being, you know, this is the last go round, And I've had a lot of talks with seniors over the years about, it doesn't even matter what sport, just about, you know, embracing every day, um, there are going to be ups and there are going to be downs and there are going to be a lot of days that you take for granted being a senior that you're going to want back. And a lot of times it's the worst days that you remember when you're done playing. And you could tell he, he took that to heart and he said, I'm going to love every single day that I'm here as a senior. And here we are. And, you know, you grow up playing sports and, you know, peewee sports and youth sports and high school sports. And your coach has always told you, your coach has told you, my coach has told me, Austin's – Tim's coach has told them, play like every game like it's your last. And every single time you heard that, it went in one year and out the other. Now what do you think everybody's thinking on that Husker baseball team about their last at-bat that they had against Northern Colorado or the third inning play that was hit to shortstop? I mean, everything about it is is a, is gone, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, this is just – this, this is an absolutely historic day that we don't know – what the result's going to be. I think right now there are, there are going to be multiple phases of this. There are going to be, like I said, residual conversations, what happens to eligibility, what happens to guys that have already accepted jobs. You know, all that stuff's going to come. But I think right now it's just all trying to piece together what is happening. Um, like, understand that, you know, <laughs> this is this is absolutely unprecedented. And, you it's more just coming to terms with this becoming a reality right now is really all my attention is right now.
1: The closest thing in our lifetimes that would rival this would be 9-11 when that happened and everything came to a halt. The difference is you knew that was more than likely just a temporary thing. Our nation grieved the loss of an awful lot of lives in New York City and in that plane that crashed in Pennsylvania and also Washington, D.C. at the Pentagon, but you knew that, this, that was just going to be a brief respite. This one, we don't know how long this is going to last. And the, the tough thing is sports is the, the candy store. Sports is the fun zone. Sports is the escape from everything else in life that gets you down, whether it's a personal issue that you're dealing with or if it's a major thing, which could be war, it could be a mass shooting, it could be all these things that our country and that we deal with throughout times that are really tough and it's hard to stomach, you could turn to sports and entertainment. Uh, well, now the sports part, at least for a while here, has been unplugged. And, and for the college space, it's been unplugged here on on March the 12th until August. That's a long run without it. I think we'll get the pro sports back in time, maybe in three, four weeks Hopefully that and that maybe the best case scenario, but hopefully that's the time frame that that returns to get us back. But from the college space, man, it's over until August. Yeah, and, and
2: me and you and you know our our staff and the guy that and the guys and girls listening to the show, we've never had to deal. And I, the, what's making this so hard to comprehend is we've never had to deal with life without sports. And and most of the people listening to the show. Love sports, and to have that, that taken away is really hard to fathom. And you know, we've had strikes, we've had you know, suspended games, we've had things that have, um, you know, taken temporarily sports away from us, but you always knew that there was some type of end in sight, or um, you know, that there wasn't going to be uh, any type of lingering effect. With this, we don't really know. When we're going to get sports back. And so, if the hardest thing for me to, and again, this kind of encapsulates everything I've said since we've started talking about it, is I don't know what life is going to be like without sports. And, you know, to to not come here and talk about sports every day in the way that we have for years is really hard to grasp. And I get it, sports are secondary to life, they're secondary to health, they're secondary to family, they're secondary to all of that stuff. And, and I get it, and I and I know there are more important issues than, than sports, but um, sports for a lot of people, myself included, are a way of life. And, and the idea of, of finding a way to Go through life the next foreseeable future without them is really hard to understand,
1: yeah, and I, I hope people understand and, and disemphasize what you said this isn 't we 're not questioning the decisions made by powers to be to cancel these things i prob- This is probably a very good decision made by adults in the room to get people away from mass audiences so that we can get this virus under control and get us back to what we love to do, and that's watch games and talk about games and do all those type of things. So don't get us wrong. We're, I think this is probably a, this is going to help shorten the length of time by doing this, by taking people out of the crowd. Now, maybe some of you disagree. Maybe you think this is way, way overreaction. I know there's some of that out there. And maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're going to be right and proven right in the end that this was a big overreaction at this point in time. But I also think we also know and we're getting told by the medical professionals that we need to avoid large crowds to try to help stop the community spread of this thing. So don't don't misunderstand this. We're not out here going bashing people for canceling these events. I, I think this is probably needed to happen, but it's just
2: tough. It, it, the reality is hitting us all in the face today. Yeah, and the thing is nobody knows no, right. Nobody knows, you know, if you're one that believes this is a complete overreaction or even on the other end of the spectrum believes this is, you know, going to be doomsday. It's probably not either end of the spectrum. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. But the the fact of the matter is we don't know how bad this is going to be for the United States yet. I mean, you're starting to see the effects of, of course in china and and now in italy where the entire country's on lockdown and you know other countries are the death tolls are rising and and you try and draw parallels and you know how how our situation is the same and our situation's different from these other places but the fact of the matter is we don't really know how bad it is right now i mean there are there are probably hundreds of thousands of people that have this virus that don't know they have it, right? And, and I think that's where the mass panic is kind of coming in. Is you know, I know we're going to talk about Coach Hoiberg, but we just before we got on here, Baylor baseball. You know, they probably didn't wake up today thinking that they were affected at all. But you know, through the hand of a hand of a mouth of a mouth of a mouth, their players were quarantined, quarantined, mm-hmm. and in contact with folks that had had the virus. So I think that's where the fears coming in. That's where the panic's coming in. And, you know, I know people are, are reactionary. I went to the grocery store today, and there wasn't a lot in there. And I feel like um, that's fine, but at the same time, it all feels like, you know, <laughs> you you want to prevent the spread and all that, but you, you wonder how much of it's too late. Right. Right. And I think time will be the judge of all
1: of that, right? I mean, that, but right now we're sitting here in the immediate moment and trying to figure all that out. Um, so, again, to just recap, if you've been living under a rock today or really weren't around, um, these tourna- the college tournaments that were underway today, the Big Ten, all the major conferences had tournament action, uh, got word right before tip-off at 11 a.m. today that those tournaments were canceled. We we heard word that the Big Ten teams who were out warming up in Indianapolis were informed about 12 minutes before tip-off, you need to exit the, the arena, the courts, go back to your locker rooms. This tournament has been canceled. Then it quickly went boom, 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 with the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 followed suit. The Big East did tip-off action today in New York City. They were at halftime. In fact, it was Creighton was at halftime of their game with St. John's today when that plug got pulled. And, boy, they were getting just creamed, Ben, in the court of public opinion for even starting a game at the Garden today. So there was a half of basketball played in college basketball earlier today before that got lifted. Then in the, as we turned toward the noon hour and into the early afternoon hours, we started to hear about conferences around the country pulling the plug on their spring sports, saying we are halting spring sports. In the SEC's case, uh, their first announcement was we're halting spring sports until the end of the month where we will reevaluate. Uh, but then you saw the Pac-12 conference was the first Power 5 conference to say – we 're done with spring sports, uh, Nick and I were on the baseball call yesterday when the Ivy League announced that they were discontinuing their spring sports for the year that they were done, and that hit home for us because we had just played Columbia in a four game series over the weekend, so we talked about that on the baseball broadcast yesterday, but then the pac twelve says we 're done spring sports are over we 're finished and then about three twenty this afternoon. Word came from the NCAA that they were canceling March Madness and all of their spring championships, which includes the College World Series up in Omaha. Then the Big Ten Conference came out with their release a couple of minutes later, saying, yep, we are not sanctioning any more conference or non-conference matchups with any of our spring sports. And so, in essence, canceling the end of the college sports season until August when a new school year gets here. So that's kind of the time frame of the day. It was a little bit like last night, and you referenced this earlier, that you, if you were on Twitter last night, every minute and a half, there was something new popping that you're like, holy cow, that is a big deal right there, including the major announcement that the NBA, the first professional league to, to push aside and say we're suspending our season. The
2: refresh button got a flipping workout yesterday. I mean, every re down of the screen and refresh, there was a new – piece of news somewhere all the while Nebraska had two football players playing basketball yesterday it it, you literally felt like you were living in a dream that that's how crazy it was yesterday um the decisions that that had to be made and were made yesterday it was like and we talked about this a lot today was everybody was waiting for someone to make the first move and all the organizations were huddled together going, what do we do? What do we do? Um, <laughs> what an oxymoron that the Ivy League was the first one to right. pull the plug, all the smart people. Well, the moves yesterday,
1: uh, Ben, were to not allow people to come and watch the tournaments. Yeah, that, that was the first thing. The conferences all stepped up and said, all right, there's crowds in here tonight, but not, more, not moving forward tomorrow. We're going to play the games, but
2: no crowds. Yep, yep. And then, you know, all hell broke loose, and, and it, it, it it seemed to, as I said, once the first domino fell about just, just canceling seasons and canceling events and postponing events altogether, it seemed like everybody was, all the organizations wanted to just follow suit, and unless you're the Big East, um, and pull the plug. And like you said, we were... 10, 12 minutes from tip-off in a lot of these venues. Teams were on the floor. Mm-hmm. Texas, Texas Tech were on the floor. Rutgers and Michigan, Michigan. were on the floor. And it was l- literally them getting called into the locker room and the conference deciding to, to pull the plug right. minutes before tip. And I think once that started happening, um, you know, that kind of bled into the NCAA tournament. Okay, if we don't have conference tournament champions how how legitimate is this going to be uh what about venues what about logistics then the NCAA said okay no no NCAA tournament and then we're going to take it a step further and take away all spring sports because for them that was the question is we can't we can't bang these conference tournaments in the end in the in the in the March Madness tournament while baseball is happening, while their teams are still getting on airplanes and getting on buses and so so how do we handle that? And their and their answer was just just shut it down altogether. Yeah. All right. We're we're late to the break.
1: We we have open phone lines, eight six six Husker one, eight six six four eight seven five three seven one. We're gonna take some calls in the next segment if you have some thoughts about this. Uh, love to hear what your thoughts are. What What are you feeling tonight as you get on? And what did you feel like all today and yesterday when you were hearing all these drops of news coming down on you? So we'll uh, get in some calls. Sports Nightly continues on kind of a somber Thursday night.
0: Your state. Your team. Your show. This is Sports Nightly. The triangle
1: formation of the near side. J.D.'s put out left. They look left, back to throw is Adrian, he could step up and he's going to try to run for the pylon, he's to the five, he lays out, he's in! That's a two-point play for Nebraska, and they've tied this game in Champagne at 35 apiece!
0: Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. Back
1: on a Thursday night, big hour coming up, Teddy Greenside of the Chicago Tribune. We pull him out of the mothballs after about a six month hiatus. Six week. Six month. Six week. And Nay Roar is going to join us a little bit later on on the hour as well. But time to talk to Teddy here on a
0: Thursday. He's originally from New York, but now calls the second city his home. He prefers seeing a yellow card over an icing call. His choice in pizza is still up for debate. But his knowledge of sports spans from boxing to yachting. Here's the worldly Teddy Greenstein of the Chicago Tribune. Hasn't been quite six months. Seems like it's been a while. How
1: are you, my friend?
3: It does seem like it's been a while. And my God, these days, sometimes two days seems like a long time.
1: How do you process the last 24 hours?
3: Oh, man. Greg, I, last night was uh, one of the strangest nights of my career in life. There's no other way to put it. 311. Twenty uh, is is something I'll remember, and you know, honestly, a big part of it was was Fred Oyberg, who, you know, I've known for a while, and we all have great affection for. And somebody had told me at halftime that he wasn't feeling well, and um, you know, with, obviously with Fred and his, his history of heart trouble, you're thinking about that. But then when you see those images slumped over, and then you see Armand Gates, you know, slathering his hands with sanitizer. And then in the post game, when you hear that the you know the players have been quarantined, and then everybody's freaking out. So we're in the media center, and basically we're like, okay, we're all standing about six feet from one another, and we're saying there's no way this is going to go on. And then we get the good news that he apparently wasn't you know didn't test positive for coronavirus. So we go to the gym this morning thinking it's going to happen, and then of course twenty plus minutes before tip uh, gets called off. An absolutely crazy couple days i I mean I've just never been part of something where you know three days ago it seemed inconceivable that the tournament would get canceled, and then by this morning it was inconceivable that it wouldn't get canceled so um just a wild stretch
1: how, how much of this do you think the nBA influenced with their bombshell about twenty four hours ago when they suspended their season? Do you think that spurred a lot of this into action?
3: you know it, it started with the Ivy League um What really I took note of several days ago was when Harvard decided to cancel classes. And at first I was like, man, what an overreaction. And then I thought, okay, these are the smartest people in the country. (laughs) So if they're doing this and the Ivy League is canceling a tournament, then, hmm, I think that's going to get our attention. Um, The NBA component was interesting, but in terms of the Big Ten, it was really all about what the NCAA did. So as you know, you know, early on Wednesday, uh, they said the NCAA tournament would go on as usual. The only change being media wouldn't be allowed in the locker room. And then the NCAA came in and said we're going to have uh, closed gyms for the NCAA tournament. That's when the Big Ten, you know, said okay, we're not going to we're not going to be the only ones here. So obviously they had the crowd already there Wednesday, but then they said no crowd starting Thursday, and then it just became impossible. I think. The stuff Wednesday night certainly had some effect because uh, everybody was in freak out mode. And, you know, Kevin Warren, the new commissioner, he is determined to do what is best for the student athletes. He always talks about that. He talked about it with me in an interview. So he's not going to say, well, what about the TV revenue? And what about the fans? And what about all these things we're losing? He's just going to look at it and say, my son plays, you know, football for Mississippi State. Uh, we got to put these student athletes first, and are we putting them in a, a, a position of safety if we have this event? And the answer to that was no.
1: Teddy, did you get any reaction from coaches about this? And I know it was probably limited because there were only the two yeah. games yesterday. What, but did you what if you got some? What did you hear?
3: Well, it really was limited, Greg. I mean, after, um, you know, the Nebraska-Indiana game, as you know, none of the Nebraska coaches or players were available. None of the Indiana players were available. It was just uh, Archie Miller. And he was really good, and he, you know, I was asking about, wow, what's it going to be like coaching in an empty gym? Are you going to, you know, curse less? Are you going to be watching what you bark out to your players so the other side doesn't hear you? You know, at that point, it seemed like there were going to be games today. And then today, the only uh, opportunity we had to talk to anybody was the new commissioner, Kevin Warren. So, you know, I think I think all the coaches would probably say about the same thing, which is it's unbelievably sad and upsetting, but it had to be done. Um, you know, and it really was just dominoes falling. The really weird one today, of course, was the Big East, where, you know, everybody is canceled, and you've still got this Big East tournament going on in Madison Square Garden, and then, as you know, uh, it got canceled at halftime. Of that first game. So we were all stunned. We're like, my God, they're in New York. They really think they're going to play all these games. But of course, it was just a matter of time. You were in
1: this business during 9 11. Is there some similarities <laughs> yep. to this today or a completely different type of situations in your eyes?
3: Absolutely. It's the only thing I can compare it to. I was covering the Cubs that season. And I just remember, um, you know, this feeling of, wow, what's next? Um, you know, this feeling of sports not being important. Uh, and not knowing what was, what was ahead. So obviously baseball at that point took seven, eight days off. And I remember being at Wrigley Field for a workout, and some guys were asking Cubs officials, well, when are you going to be able to fly again? And the answer was, we don't know. And, and that's the answer to pretty much every question with coronavirus. We don't know. Um, you know, we, we really thought for a while there today that they were just going to postpone the NCAA tournament and that made sense because i mean if the students are still there till early may you, you know you've got maybe a month to play with but then i thought about it and i said well if you're going to just postpone it then you're going to have teams that are still practicing and if you're going to have teams that are still practicing they're going to have to use the facilities in the gym and if all these schools are basically shut down how are they going to do this? So clearly, they um, you know they just said it's it's something we can't do, and it's it's so sad. I mean, it's you know, let's be selfish for one second here. The NCAA tournament is the favorite sporting event of so much of this country. I mean, those are ten great days at basketball, but it just can't happen this year, and it's uh, it's definitely very upsetting.
1: Teddy Greenstein, of the Chicago mm-hmm. Tribune, with us. One of the other sports that's your favorite is the PGA. They are playing this week. Where do you think they go from this? I know they're going to limit, they're not going to have fans in there tomorrow. Where do they go with their schedule?
3: I am fascinated to see. As you can imagine, and you know, because we talk every year from there, I mean, the Masters is my favorite. Week of the year. It's the best uh, event I cover. Even though college football is my favorite sport, the Masters is number one in terms of the importance of it, the beauty of it, how they treat us. Everybody's in a great mood. I mean, if I'm guessing, maybe I'm just being stubborn. I think we're still going to play the Masters just with no fans, with no patrons, but I would have said 90% a week ago, and now I'll say 51%. You know, the Masters, the men of the Masters just have, they have so much money, and they don't have to answer to anybody. So even if there are you know, travel restrictions in place, I mean, they could send a private jet to get every single player there. Um, also, I don't know if this will play a factor, but think of what the TB ratings would be for the Masters this year. You know, if it's the only game in town, if there's no basketball going on and, and different events, um, I think it's just going to be so so hard for, you know, for them to think we have to cancel that. Um, obviously an outdoor event, warm weather. I Some people think coronavirus is less susceptible to travel in warm weather, but, you know, maybe that's just being silly. Maybe that's just, you know, we're being hopeful in terms of that. So unbelievably curious to find out if uh, the Masters will be canceled or postponed or what's going to happen.
1: Well, and and they have a month, so they they've got a little bit of time. Maybe maybe this looks different in two weeks. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's under control in a couple of weeks, and we can kind of get back to a normal semblance. I was going to talk to you about Northwestern's quarterback game, but that just kind of seems inappropriate on a day like this to to get into the nuts and bolts of that. Are you still in Indy? What where where are you? And you are you safe? You good?
3: I'm good, man. We got the you know obviously the announcement late morning and. My wife emailed me, "Are you coming home?" I was going to be like, "No, I'm going to hang out here for a few days and have some, uh, you know, shrimp cocktail at Saint Elmo's <laughs> and some uh, some deli food at Shapiro's." Now, I did end up having the deli food at Shapiro's because that has to be, you know, the last stop in Indianapolis. It's um, a delicious pastrami. So, drove up from Chicago, drove up to Chicago, I should say, and back at it, and. Um, But, yeah, no, I'll sneak in a quick line about Northwestern football because Peyton Ramsey, man, Northwestern actually has a quarterback. Um, He's not going to be there in the spring. He wasn't going to be there in the spring anyway. I don't know if there is spring practice, but uh, that is big news for Northwestern football. I think these guys could be contenders in the West. Um, And you know what? The next college sports we see, they're probably going to be football. Uh, I'm very curious to see about Notre Dame. Notre Dame is supposed to open the season in Dublin, Ireland in late August. We'll see if that one happens. Um, but hopefully, uh, Northwestern at Michigan State uh, in early September in the opener will happen.
1: Very good. Well, it's good to have you back on. Glad you're safe and sound in Chicago, and we'll look forward to catching up with you weekly now.
3: Same here, Greg. Have a great night. See you later. This is a day we're
1: not going to forget anytime soon with the cancellation of about every major sporting event. And joining us now on our Woodhouse Auto Family Sports Highly Hotlines, our own. Nate Rohr, who texted me earlier today that he was in shock. Is that about sum it up for today, Nate?
4: Yeah, uh, really the last 48 hours uh, have been shocking and how quickly this whole thing has moved from something that worried you in certain pockets of the country and maybe you're just going to wipe down your, your seat in the airplane a little more to now this this is a national worry. This is gonna change this is changing our lives right now and especially for those of us in the sports world where, you know, two of the very cornerstones of of the crowds, you know, the crowds at the games and also a bunch of travel. And, and those are two of the very things that would make the situation even worse. it's only natural that these games uh are canceled or are postponed or seasons are suspended but just how quickly we went from hey this might be a bad thing and we might have to be careful to we need to hunker down and be ready for our lives to be very changed for a while uh that that's what shocked me what was really dizzying for me
1: yeah it was really it was there one particular one or one or two that really hits you hard you're like oh my gosh this is serious was it the nba tweet last night what was there something that really hit you hard
4: i think the the cancellation of the ncaa men's uh, the men's basketball tournament was the first one and then the cancellation really of college sports through the spring uh was the second one because You know, the NBA and the NHL and and the suspensions of their seasons, um, that feels temporary. That feels, you know, we've had temporary stoppages of play for whatever reason, whether it's labor uh, negotiations, whether it's uh, the long pause that the NHL has to take uh, when its players play in the Winter Olympics, things like that. You know, we're, we're used to Pro sports not exactly being there every single week, every single time we expect them to be there. You know, we we lost a whole NHL season not all that long ago. But college uh, college sports we've always thought would be safe from something like this. We always thought they would always be there. And even if, you know, a tournament had to be delayed or postponed or whatever, I thought at some point those games would be played. And, and the fact that they're not, uh, that's when it really hits you. And then uh, that tells you the magnitude of this and how serious this all is because the NCAA pays its bills essentially off, off the tournament, off the NCAA tournament. And then the, the duration of how long this is going to affect us all, I think, is, is stated by the NCAA's decision to cancel all the spring championships already um and the fact that well whether that's a hasty decision or not i mean the fact that they would one even broach that topic and then two actually go through with it uh that tells you that the folks that the ncaa are talking to are saying this isn't just a month thing this isn't just a six week thing this is this is going to be serious for a while
1: Nate Rohr is with us from the Husker Sports Network talking about the activities of the last 24, 48 hours. He also calls Husker softball, so that, along with baseball, track and field, those sports are finished for 2020. It's a real kind of sobering feeling. You were also active earlier today as you were calling several high school state tournament games in some different empty gyms. What was that experience like for you today?
4: Uh, Muted, quiet. Um, and I just felt bad for for the communities and for the kids. I mean, uh, I did the uh, 9 a.m. Norris-Omaha-Sket game and, uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena, and even though they have the upper deck curtained off, and even though, I mean, preliminary round state basketball games aren't going to ever fill up Pinnacle Bank Arena, especially at 9 a.m. at the same time, Usually the lower bowl's full, usually you've got cheerleaders and pep band, and it's all just so festive and so exciting, and instead, both of the end zones behind the baskets are empty, and and the, the sideline sections are, are spotty at best, and you know, the, the fans that were there were very enthusiastic, and I think they, they kind of challenged themselves to bring as much energy as they could, considering... Uh, They were going to be one of 100, one of a couple hundred, whatever the the limit was. Uh, So the people who were there were were engaged with it. But, you know, 200 people can yell at the top of their lungs for five straight minutes. It's still only 200 people in an arena for 1,600. So it was just quiet at PBA and and, and just muted. And, and, you know, being somebody who loved going to the state tournament, I thought of all the kids – who who weren't going to get that experience, and again, all that isn't to say that the wrong decision was made. I'm glad that they're at least still playing this thing, but at the same time, I, I feel bad for the kids that you know those experiences I'll carry with me the rest of my life, and unfortunately, they're not going to get those experiences because uh, of this coronavirus and the precautions that need to be taken to prevent its spread
1: yeah it's, I mean it's it's an interesting thing because it's there's not going to be an asterisk by the winners because they're going to earn their victories because they have to go do it on the court, but it's just going to be an odd uh, just an odd feeling when those trophies are hoisted on Saturday when you're doing it to just a polite applause
4: yeah and, and again not in, because I mean the people that that are there are, are in a lot of ways the people that matter the most to those players, to those student-athletes, as far as it's their parents, it's their brothers, it's their sisters, things like that. But at the same time, it, it does carry a little more juice for you when the entire school is celebrating your accomplishment and is there with you and, and there to be a part of that journey, to enjoy it with you, to take it in. Uh, and, and in many cases, I mean, lot of those kids were in the student section, for most of your home games and out-watching you a whole lot. And the fact that you kind of have to leave them them a few stops short of the destination is disappointing. Again, necessary to get the games in, and and it beats the alternative, but it's just a shame that that these schools don't get to enjoy a, a typical state tournament experience.
1: You, you look back over the last 24, 36 hours, that was the first, to me, kind of earth-moving uh, announcement is when the NSSA uh, announced that they weren't going to let fans in the stands and boy, people were, Twitter was on fire for a couple of hours and then the domino effect from around the country started to come in and you're like, oh, okay, well, this, this, is, this is across the country now, this just isn't just about the Nebraska boys' state basketball tournament, tournament any longer.
4: Yeah, and I think that the decision process for the NSA was accelerated uh, by the case up in Crofton and the coronavirus uh, diagnosis up there from somebody who was at state. So we had a, a, a clear case of what can happen when you don't limit attendance. So the NSAA and the city of Lincoln and pinnacle bank arena everybody that was involved in that destination in in that decision and there were a lot of people that were involved in that decision but they had kind of the worst case scenario of what could happen if you're not careful and you think of the broad cross sections of people who are at these state tournament games you know when you let everybody in i mean yeah it's a bunch of high school students but it's also grandmas and grandpas and older people from the community and and people whose immune systems wouldn't be up to making sure that they'd be able to come through uh, having the coronavirus. So uh, it, it was just a bad situation. And even though, you know, I don't like the, the fact that the NSAA had to take these steps, I understand entirely why they did. And And uh, the, the case in Crofton and the person attending a couple of state tournament games and exposing a lot of people to this un- unknowingly uh, really forced the NSAA's hand in my eyes.
1: Right. Nate hey, Roars with us from the Husker Sports Network. He was calling some high school state tournament action earlier today. Also is the voice of Husker softball, which season is now over because of the announcement today. One question that's been thrown at us tonight, I'll throw it at you. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that should these spring sports athletes be given another year of eligibility in
4: your eyes, if at all possible? Yes, uh, I think. I uh, you know somebody you, you think of a Husker softball player. They played twenty two games this this year. Uh, they never got to play a home game. No, uh, they never games. played. Never played in conference, and and their season was cut short through no fault of their own. And and so for me, I think it it should at least be an option for these seniors to come back and and play one more year. And for their portion of the scholarship, not to count against, against your cap for one year. um, You know, I've been texting back and forth with Rhonda Ravel about this and and the word she used was humane. And, And I think that's such an appropriate word. I mean, in the face of so much disappointment and so much unfairness and so many athletes having things taken from them and the fact that there there are going to be some pretty unfortunate and unfair things that I think the NCAA is going to have to do uh, in the wake of all this, thinking about all the people and all the teams that didn't get a chance to play for a national championship. Again, with the current health situation you know, you understand why that decision was made for the winter sports, but there are going to be so many unfair, unfortunate things that happen to kids in the wake of this. And again, it's it's important that you know job one is keeping everybody healthy, but you have the chance to do something humane. You have the chance to do something uh, that feels fair in, in giving these these kids another chance at their senior season if they want it and it should be up to the student athlete and if they feel well i want to come back for my senior year then then they ought to get the opportunity in my eyes i I really think uh that's something that uh these universities should find a way to do and even though this this is going to be a huge hit financially you know play not playing these games also saves money you're not busing to these games you're not get in the hotel rooms you're not buying food so you will get some money back i don't know what the net effect is but the money shouldn't be the concern on this one it should be about being fair to those kids and allowing them to play a full season because they had their senior season ended due to an event beyond their control
1: so you, so you would even go back to the winter sports teams and allow that to them as well Am I hearing you right? You know, uh, not or quite. Not.
4: No, I because I, I you know, don't. When
1: Hus- I cusker well, like basketball, the, their season they're they're done. It's over. They they finished it last. Yeah, but you know, because I hear some people saying, "Well, you're robbing these kids of the chance to play in the NCAA tournament," or in in wrestling's case, if they've qualified for the NCAA championships, I I don't know that I go there. I because they they had their full regular season,
4: right? Yeah, and, and therein lies the difference. And uh, you know, the other thing is, you feel like so many seasons, a higher percentage of basketball seasons and wrestling seasons are done, you know? They they, they got their chance, and for everybody who qualified for the NCAAs or even, uh, you know, thinking of these bas- men's basketball teams who weren't officially selected for the bracket, but, um, you know, did enough. I mean, we we can all go down the list and come up with most of an NCAA bracket. But they got most of their season. They didn't get it all, and it's a real shame that they're not going to be able to play out their senior season. And you think of some of these programs on the men's side, like Dayton, like San Diego State, even, God help me, that team up in the town where I'm currently sitting, you know, it's their best chance. But I just don't know that – that you can i they had enough of a year and even though it's it's unfair to them it's not i i think they've had enough of a year to where you feel okay with saying okay we're well, sorry it's really unfair but you seniors you're done it,
1: Nate, we brought this up earlier. How about Rutgers, who was going to end a long drought from 1991 to make an NCAA tournament, and now it's, it's gone? I mean, man, I, oh, feel, yeah. I feel for them because that's been quite the story with Steve Peichel for Rutgers, and as much as we poked fun at that athletic department, here they were on the cusp of getting a bid, and now it's gone.
4: Yeah, it, it feels like Rutgers luck to you, doesn't it? I mean, it just yeah. feels, it, it feels like something that would happen to them. And, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it's unfair for them. It's a shame for them. I, again, I, I think the right decision was made with the, the winner championships in the tournament, but, boy, uh, it's a real shame for those kids. It's a real shame for that athletic department and that program. And, and you know, it, it really changes the picture. I mean, how much easier is it for Steve Peichel to go out and recruit if he Gets a sweet 16 or makes a run in the NCAA tournament. Well, now that's gone and he's got to get a whole new cast to that, to that quality.
1: All right. What is Nate Rohr going to do with his nights and weekends in the coming weeks?
4: That's a great question. Um, (laughs) you, You know, I, Ellie and I started watching Mad Men. I never watched the series live, but I'd always heard good things and and, and I, I'd always had a curiosity about it. We're about two seasons into it. Are you liking uh, it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I I'm glad she put me on to it. So, the, we'll go through the Mad Men series. We'll probably a couple of movies out there I'll watch and then uh, the archives on YouTube of old football and baseball games, and you know the old MLB.com or the MLB.tv archives. Uh, I think those will serve to uh, satiate my hunger and at least uh, keep me a little bit closer to sanity as we wait for for sports to resume. But man, this is this is going to be a long off season mm. for college sports. You think about it anymore, and you know we. The Men's College World Series ends June 28th, you know, late June. And, you know, the the college football media days start mid-July, and the Big Ten media days are soon thereafter. And then it's fall practice. So really we only have a six-week, two-month, really quiet stretch, and now it's going to be five months. I mean, it's going to be at least four until the media days, assuming football starts at the scheduled time. So it's just going to be a long, long wait.
1: Yeah. I like your way of filling up your weekends better than Ben and watching sitting around watching HGTV. So you, you oh, win that God. battle tonight.
4: Yeah. There is no way I'm undertaking any home improvement project that I don't have to. For, for the safety of everybody, really. Yeah. Um, I'm looking out for the team on this one.
1: Very good. Nate, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your night.
3: You betcha. Take care, guys.